You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to Becky L Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about Game 3 of the NBA Finals is Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst at Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter, Twitter at CoversJLo. All right, Jason, first off, thank you so much for joining us. I know uh, you're based out in Canada where the uh, air quality is uh, less to be desired. So thank you for, for joining us uh, on, I'm sure, what is a scary time, to say the least. Uh, yeah, it's as just far a little, as game... little smoggy. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> a little, a little, little smoggy. Small, I'm, yeah. I'm locked in my basement anyway, so this is this is nice. Okay, so clean air, you're good, and and you can, yeah, nothing will clog up the lungs. That's good, in all seriousness. uh, Definitely your thoughts are out to you guys, because I know it's a scary time out there. Uh, But as far as game three is concerned, uh, Nuggets are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Miami did pull off a a sizable upset in game two. Do you feel like, even though it is a series and there are adjustments that Michael Malone and the Nuggets can make, do you feel like Mm -hmm. that Miami figured something out that they can use to their advantage for the rest of the finals. Uh, I, I believe that their their matchup, to, their decision to go big and put Kevin Love in there, definitely uh, it 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 allowed them some more flexibility on defense. As we saw in Game One when they when they went small um, with Caleb Martin out there, you found you know guys like Aaron Gordon just just getting you know six four guards on his back and playing bully ball with Kevin Love in the mix. Um, you know, Denver does like to push and they like to leak guys out and create mismatches off of those leaks. And because Kevin Love was back there, he and Bam were able to communicate and kind of say, well, I've got, I'll take Jokic here and then we'll switch back. And, or I'll take, you know, I, I can take Gordon. And it didn't allow for Denver to exploit those size mismatches and score those easy kind of back down buckets. Um, that's a big thing. The other big thing for Miami is they have to continue to hit shots. They shot the ball at almost 49% last time, continue to shoot the ball well, despite all season not being a great three-point team, but continue to knock down those threes. Um, they have to score efficient, efficiently to force the Nuggets to slow down, inbound the ball on a lot of possessions, and not allow for those transition leaks and those mismatches to cre- kind of get created as they run down the floor. Um, that was one of the big things from last game is that they, they did such a good job of communicating and then slowing down Denver and not allowing for those, those size mismatches to happen. And they also did a great job. You know, they put Butler out on Murray, uh, that chewed up a lot of the space that Murray was able to find in game one, just off of those screens and the high handoffs and stuff like that. So, um, you know, Eric Spolster is definitely the edge that Miami has in this. Denver has some built in edges. With the size, they're always going to have the best player on the floor in Nikola Jokic. Then, of course, they have the home court edge as well, too, with the series. Should it go seven games, they're going to have that final game back in Denver where it's always tough to play, and they're always fantastic at home. So, um, you know, it'll be continue to be a chess match tonight, but the big thing for Miami is they just have to continue to hit shots, 
and and force Denver to start possessions from the inbound. Yeah, didn't do that in game one. Did it in game two? They end up winning. Uh, so the betting market is telling us uh, the scoring is, is going to drop a little bit here. It's the uh, third. Now, once again, just like last game, the total's dropping, mm-hmm. even though it went over in game two. What do you think about uh, this strong opinion, apparently, by the betting market uh, driving this number down to 214 and a half? Yeah, if you saw, I mean, both teams shot well, but if you look at Denver's box score, it's kind of misleading. Jokic shot really, really well because they just allowed him to have whatever he wanted, and that was kind of the game plan. He wasn't able to facilitate and get those other guys cooking. If you look at the rest of that starting lineup, I think they only shot like 44% from the field. It wasn't very high. Their bench shot really, really well, and that kind of boosted the way that we thought Denver's offense operated. But if you look at the difference in pace rating between those two, uh, game one and game two, significantly slower in game two because of the way that Miami was able to score and have to force Denver you know, to, to inbounds and not play transition and pace like they like. And I think that's what we're seeing with this total coming back to Miami. They see a home court edge. They see Miami continuing to shoot well. And uh, you know that, that offensive efficiency really, really helps the mode on defense. So they're, they're expecting another low-paced game. Uh, and 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 more more adjustments, more defensive adjustments from both sides as they get used to each other. Uh, Miami has been living and dying by the three. Sometimes it's on, mm-hmm. sometimes it's not, and obviously yeah. they are going to be back home now. What are you expecting in terms of that? Yeah, it's tough. I've kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop on this team, at least with their three-point shooting, because of what they were like the 27th best three-point shooting team in the regular season, and now they're shooting like just, just just south of 40%. I mean, at this at this point, I think we have to say like they're they're in rhythm and they're this is what the Miami Heat are. I don't know if it's going to decline when they come back home and and we see some of their shooters really thrive when they come back home too. Guys like Strauss, mm-hmm. he averages two more uh, two points more per game. Uh, really sees his his field goal percentage and his three-point percentage spike when he comes back to Miami and gets to play in South Beach. So uh, I I don't know if we're going to see that drop off tonight. Miami obviously has to do a better job of closing out. I thought that was one thing that we saw from them, and and Coach Malone talked about that. Their just lack of energy, uh, whether that was just getting up in guys' shorts, um, you know, communicating off of switches. A lot of guys got lost as as Miami players uh, took a step out to the three-point line. And then they were just kind of a step behind on closeouts. They're a long, long team, and that should give them you know, a built-in benefit of defending uh, the three-point arc. They can always get a hand up in shooter's face, but uh, you know, Miami just out, outworked them and out-hustled them, and, and Denver looked like they kind of had rocks in their socks in the last game, didn't really play, uh, didn't play with the same intensity and the same energy, and it really showed on just those, you know, it's, it's a matter of inches on those closeouts. Like you have to anticipate you've got to sprint to your man and get your hand up. And they just weren't doing that. It's funny you bring up uh, Max Struess because to me, he offers some real value right now in the most mm-hmm. three pointers made market at 19 to one currently in the finals. He's five behind Gabe Vincent, who's a leader with nine. And then Jamal Murray, Kyle Lowry tied with five. And then Struess uh, is in fourth position uh, with four three pointers made. But this is largely what he does is shoot threes. He has one of the higher three-point yeah. shooting rates in the NBA. And I'm wondering at 19 to 1, if this series lasts a while, then he'll have more opportunities to catch up. And maybe he's offering some value for us. Uh, yeah, like I said, if they, the next two games are in Miami, he's a guy that thrives uh, at home. Um, 
you know, he might be a guy that does catch fire. It kind of seems like someone different every single night is coming out. Duncan Robinson had a big game. Um, even uh, Caleb Martin coming off the bench and having having success as well too. Uh, I, I have a bet on Michael Porter Jr. I got him at plenty of plus 380. He's still like plus 360. The volume's there for this guy. He's shooting shots. They're ugly shots. Uh, I got to say his jump shot is just, it looked like a rusty lawn chair when he lets it fly. But, um, you know, his volume is this there, but he's one of the more frustrated players to to bet on at this point. I was very, very high on him entering the, the series. I went over both game one and game two props. Uh, he came up short specifically in game two. Uh, yeah, those, those the three-point markets, I, I think, you know, if, if Miami is going to pull this off, maybe if you've got like a futures bet on Miami or you'd like Miami in this series, you know, you might want to kind of pile on with someone from the Heat to lead the, the series in three-pointers because that is that is one way that they are beating my or beating Denver right now. So Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Uh, Jokic, only four assists in game two. That was a major storyline, and Spolstra did not really want to talk about it in the post-game mm-hmm. press conference. Uh, no, we're not going to take anything away from Jokic. Um, but but yeah. that was discussed. Like, hey, are they just going to let him, let him score? Because when when he scores forty or more, they're zero and four in the playoffs, and, and that and that does make a little bit of sense. Tough to bet yep. on the assists uh, at nine and a half when the juice is minus one fifty, minus one sixty at a lot of spots. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. uh, that you're looking at with Jokic, maybe another way around that rebounds and assists, PRA or or anything. I, I took the under on his points tonight. I mean, even though he went for 41 last last game, uh, like you said, that's kind of not what they want. And he is a guy that has to get the rest of that offense going, at least from the starters. And as I mentioned, the starters did not shoot well from the floor. Jokic played great. He had a lot of easy one-on-one looks. He shot a high percentage. The rest of the starters did not shoot well in game two. And I think what we're going to see is you're going to see Mike Malone run some plays 
right out of the chute, drawn up plays that they've been working on over the last two days that are going to utilize Jokic's passing. And they're going to be set up to get these other guys going. That's such a big role that he has on this team is energizing those guys. I went back and looked at, at Jokic and when he has 10 or more assists. And it's they're 5-2 and two when he has less than 10 assists so far in the postseason. But in the regular season, that bigger sample size, they were, they were 14 and 16 uh, for a team that led the West uh, when he failed to record 10 or more assists. Uh, when he did record 10 or more assists, they were like 39 and 12 or something like that. So mm. he definitely is someone that gets everyone going. I took his under on uh, on points. Given the total, this is the lowest total Denver has faced all season. So game script is there for a lower total. Like I said, I expect early on Denver trying to utilize his passing and get those other guys going. Uh, betting Jokic props under props on anything is scary. Um, but the yeah. point the point projections and the models out there are all short of, of 30 points. I got him, FanDuel had him 29 and a half minus 125. I went under the 29 and a half. This is down to 28 and a half at most books right now. But most models calling for shorter than 29 points. Uh, my number was 26 and a half for him. Uh, given kind of what we're going to see in terms of a downtick in pace, I expect Miami to continue to shoot well. So they're not going to have those transition buckets and get up, up and down and have as many field goal attempts. Um, so just expecting a, a lower scoring effort from him, you know, 20, I'll, I'll take 28 points from him. That's, that's a down night from Jokic. <laughs> right. I know. It sounds crazy to say. Yeah. 20, 20, 28, <laughs> oh, 10 and 9. What a terrible game. Yeah, not a big there. deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what yeah. other props are you looking at? We were discussing, you know, Jimmy Butler has been knocking on the door of double-doubles. Jamal Murray has a double-double in each of these games so far. Is there anything else yeah. props-wise that you have your eye on? Oh, far too many. Far too many, honestly. Uh, I, I went Love under it. on Murray. Yeah, I went under on Murray, 25 and a half, uh -huh. minus 106. This was my first bet that I made uh, right away. Seeing what they did when they went back with Kevin Love, they were able to move Jimmy Butler to the perimeter, and the guy is a pest. He's a bug. He's big, so he can fight through screens. He's long, so he can get a hand up on, on Jamal Murray as well, too, and he just ate up all that space that was there in game one. Uh, Murray's three-point shooting, too, declined significantly mm -hmm. from home and away, those home and away splits, so I don't expect them to have the same success from outside. Um and all of the player projections out there were, were, were short of 26 points. This one has dipped down to 24 and a half right now. Uh, I was able to, like I said, I grabbed it. It was the first bet I made knowing that, that Butler was going to be in a shorts all game. And then back to Butler, I went under seven and a half rebounds from him. It's a little pricey, minus 138. However, he because he is drawing Murray as a defensive check, he's away from the rim. He's playing the perimeter. He's not around the rim. He's just kind of not in position. And then they've got bigger bodies out there like Kevin Love and Bam that are going to crash the boards and, and wrangle those rebounds. Um, <clears throat> he had only four rebounds in the last game after he had seven in the opener. So I just don't think they're making enough enough of an adjustment here um, just with Butler not being in position like he was in that first game playing you know, a little more under the rim. Yeah, I think for him to, to cover that, it might very well be something where the Nuggets have to get off to a huge lead so that Miami maybe has to play small and then Butler may be one of the more obvious places to go as far as where those rebounds might be for Miami. Yeah. I'm curious too, yeah, I'm curious, too, uh, when it comes to live betting this game, we've seen Miami have some fantastic fourth quarter performances. Do you feel yeah. like they may have another one in them in game three to where if, say, the Nuggets get out to, say, another <laughs> significant lead, say, at halftime, then maybe there's some value in betting the Heat to win outright? 
I mean, yeah, if you know that push is coming, I don't think we're in Golden State third quarter range yet, where it was just all, you know, <laughs> for a few years there, it was just whatever the spread is for the third yeah. quarter, we're, we're taking Golden State. And that, and that was, you know, that was the way people approached it. Um, yeah, I mean, they're showing life. They're showing life at home. That crowd is going to be into it. Um, there's no quit in this team either. Like, they, they're, they're going to battle back. They've been in bigger holes already. Um, you're not, um, you know, you're not on the road. You're not, you're not facing that grind. So the energy in the legs should be there. I thought their energy in their legs were, were really there in game two. They kind of acclimated to the altitude in Denver, and they just they, they win the hustle balls, and that's what's going to make the difference come the fourth quarter are those, those, uh, those hustle points, chasing down the 50-50 balls, getting dirty, getting floor burns, those sort of things are definitely going to uh, going to make the difference for them. So, I mean, it, it, they've shown that they can. They've, they've had some pretty slow starts sometimes, um, but they just have such a, like, there's a really good high net rating for them, too, in that fourth quarter as well, too. So, I mean, it all adds up um, for them. So, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. But, again, with live betting, you just kind of want to get the flow of the game. You may have guys in foul trouble. Uh, you may have guys dinged up. We're going to see in-game adjustments at halftime before the game, obviously. Uh, so, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of, you know, see see what you see. If you if you know basketball well enough, you can kind of get a feel for for momentum. And if Miami comes out and hits a couple big shots like they have uh, in this series and, and rallied back, then, you know, maybe jump on that line before it moves. Uh, Jason, with uh, Miami winning one in, Den- in Denver, stealing a game happening for the first time mm-hmm. in the playoffs, does that change anything for uh, for how you think the rest of this is going to go? And and also, um, I love the backdrop. I can make out the helmets. I think those are Jordans over there. What what's next <laughs> to the Eagles helmet? Is that a claw? What what's going on there? This this one here. Yeah. What is that? That one. That's that's the if you if you're a Marvel nerd, that's the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh. And you can actually like, you can actually <laughs> wear it and do everything. Uh, yeah, oh, okay. and I got like some Griffies and there's some J kids up here. That's a Jason Witten autograph cleat. So yeah, I got a, I got a couple fun things oh, here. On the Big background. Cowboys fan. I learned that. And, at and I'm a Cowboys fan. So there's like, yeah, there's this Tony <laughs> yeah. Romo ball and an Emmett Smith one and stuff like that. So a little mishmash oh, nice. of everything. Uh, as, as far as the series goes, I said five games. I figured Miami would steal one in Miami. Um, but you know, with the way that they came out in that in that last game, uh, you know, a six-game series might not be might not be that much of a stretch. I think one of the six-game series is like almost plus three hundred right now. So uh, mm-hmm. I could see Denver going back home. Um, you know, maybe they split in Miami and then they finish off the series in South Beach and get the party in the Miami uh, get the party in the Miami <laughs> club scene. Good stuff. Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst at Covers.com. Thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We go to the Gridiron next.